to Pineapple Couch with Bira. Today is Thursday, October 29th, episode 54. We're going to be going previewing NFL Week 8, as well as talking some college football. Um, I got Big Dog and Josh here as usual, but um, maybe the most anticipated words in the history of the Pineapple Couch. Christo Lusich, welcome to the program, my friend. Hello! Oh, it is so good to have you here. We are going to be um, getting a lot more college football now um, and breaking that down with you as well as NFL. We know you're a versatile guy. So, gentlemen, um, oh, quickly, if you like what you're listening to, you can um, give us a five-star review with a question that we'll uh, answer on the pod, and you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, um, Amazon Music, stuff like that. Let's get into the Thursday night football game that we just watched, the the poop show we watched, and... um, Pretty dirty hit on Teddy Bridgewater. I forget who did it on the Falcons, but I you got I mean, I'll, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. I we all root for a guy like that, correct? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's just you just don't like Big to see Teddy that. Fan. Um, but the the I don't think I really have any takeaways from this game because I think both of these teams suck. Mainly, what I want to talk about with this game is a friend of ours, a person who appears on the podcast twice a week. Came out with a theory about was it five weeks ago, six weeks ago, Andrew, that the Panthers yes, really, were better. Uh, interesting one without Christian McCaffrey. Josh, what do you have to say now? All right. So for the record, I think it helped them. It's like a Kickstarter. I think at the very least to get them without McCaffrey to get this offense going without their best player. I he is their best player easily. I just think as a team, as a unit, they could potentially be better without having to throw this guy the ball 10 times or carrying the ball 30 times a game. And honestly, Mike Davis looks good this game, and I stand by that for sure. I And if anything, it just was low possession time and Bridgewater being out, that might have just fucked them completely. But coming out the first half, Teddy Bridgewater had a perfect passing rating for the record, and Curtis so, Samuel looks good. Yeah, so five yard to go on that. <laughs> so to go Christian McCaffrey like of them benefiting from the loss of you could be proven right theoretically if he comes back and they because they were given the ball like I don't know it was a record like 55% of the possessions or something maybe a little less but if they diversified a little more maybe his absence kind of showed that they should do that to keep him more fresh maybe you'll be proven right Josh well um, Chris I'm la- or, sorry lastly is just I think now at this point yes they are better with McCaffrey now that th- I think their offense mm-hmm. has looked good and I think it's it's ready now I think for McCaffrey a guy like mm-hmm. McCaffrey to come and just fuck everything up <laughs> For the for the so, other defense, not the offense. <laughs> yeah, so we will be paying attention to that. And Chris, I'm going to go to you. Uh, the big news from the NFL this week: Antonio Brown signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Chris Godwin's obviously been in and out this season. Is that a home run signing, Chris? Um, I don't think they needed much more help. To be completely honest with you, I mean, I already thought that they were going to win the NFC after last week, but I mean. That of course just solidifies everything that's been that they've been doing thus far. Um, <clears throat> he basically, I mean, I feel like they're still going to use Scotty Miller a little bit, but he's basically going to just like take on like a, a more enhanced role that Scotty Miller w- was doing, and to have that guy take over Scotty Miller's role, I mean, it's no question that that's just money in the bank it's, right there. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous, Andrew. To you, 
kind of going off what Chris said, is this almost like a Wes Welker on steroids situation? I mean, no, actually, no disrespect to Wes Welker. He was amazing. But if Antonio Bruce can or Antonio Brown can produce like we know he can, I mean, isn't this theoretically the perfect? He was like the best. Yeah, he was the best receiver for three, four years, right? So, and to have him as your slot receiver behind Godwin and Evans, and with Tom Brady, and and gotta like the they're Bucks. They're so stacked. We'll get. And it, I don't know how they're doing it because it's like a fantasy team, and it actually works. Because that never works when you try to make like a fantasy team in real life. And Tom Brady's doing it, and he's forty-three. And it's fucking. I awesome. would argue it's happening because of Tom Brady. Because he, I, he's the like I love Tom Brady. He has the corniest Instagram of all time of like his Instagram stories of basically like him talking like he's at summer camp with his friends every time he goes to football practice. But that's another topic. Um, really quickly before well, you we gotta get talk into... about the defense too though. You know? The defense has been way, way better oh, yeah. than anybody in ma- imagined in Tampa Bay. And I agree with you. I think mm-hmm. it's it's at the end of the day it's all Tom Brady, but but the defense has way overperformed what I thought that they were gonna do at the start of the year. And hasn't the defense been dealing with quite a few injuries as well and still performing? I believe one of their best players was hurt last week, and they still have been. Um, I could be wrong on that, but that's a great point, Chris. I agree that the defense – I thought one thing about the Bucks was that their defense going into the year was kind of underrated because um, when you looked at the Bucks' uh, scores last year – when you look at the points that were scored against them, you need to keep in mind that those were a lot of pick sixes, not necessarily on the Bucks defense. Um, really quickly, uh, a shout-out to uh, Josh's f- football coach on his football team, the Washington football team, Ron Rivera. Round of applause. He, uh, he's cancer-free, finished his uh, treatment. Um, good guy, Ron Rivera. We love you. We wish the Chargers kept you. Um, I love you the most, so, though, as, as yeah, the Washington, wa- Washington fan, football yeah. team. Um, okay, guys, that. here's – I want to um, – I'm going to put you guys on the spot here before we get into the game previews with a dark horse for these playoffs. Not necessarily like, hey, this team's going to win the Super Bowl, but maybe they're underrated at this point in the season and you see them doing damage down the line. I can start it off um, to give you guys an idea. My dark horse, and it feels kind of weird saying that this team is a dark horse because they went to the Super Bowl last year. But it would be the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I think they're slowly, bit by bit, coming together more. And um, I think you see how the respect, actually, that they have. The fact that when they're playing Seattle this week, they're only um, uh, Seattle's only favored by a field goal. So we'll get into that later. But that would be my dark horse. Big Dog, what would you say? I, I like the Dolphins. Because the way the Patriots are kind of folding a little bit right now, the Bills have come back to reality. Yeah, if good. Tua is anything like Burrow or Herbert, why wouldn't that team win seven, six, go six and two to so, finish off the year? Chris, Alabama fan, we'll get into that later. What are your expectations <sighs> of Tua in his debut? Honestly, I think he's going to be good. It, they've got a much, much better offensive line in Miami. And, um, I mean... He didn't. He never really played with any. Sure, you can say you know Jerry Judy, but he never really played with anybody that is like, like pro, like prototypical NFL wide receiver like Devontae Parker is. And I think that mm-hmm. connection is going to be interesting. Um, and uh, I think he's. I think he's going to make the team much better. As a matter of fact, um, that I'm interested to talk about that game this week because uh, I think there might be some value there in the Dolphins. 
Ooh, I like that. That was a, a professional tease there, Chris. You've been doing this for years, it seems like. Um, so I'll follow up back to you, Chris. Who would be your dark horse? Um, so, I mean, it, it, it's weird because <laughs> of how they've been performing lately. Um, but how can you not say the Patriots? I mean, they've been there every single year. And I just they still I, have Bill Belichick, and they still have Bill Belichick at the end of the day. And I just have some feeling that they're gonna, you know, figure something out, whether it be defensively or just like some scheme that better fits Cam's run. They've been using Cam primarily as a pocket passer, and I think, especially after last week when they just completely shut him down, um, they're starting to realize that they're gonna have to figure out some you know some way to get him out of the pocket a little bit more whether it be a design run or just a bootleg and let him you know be free on the edge and uh, once they start doing that I feel like uh, they might start kicking things into gear offensively and the defense is you know the defense is still what it was last year so Mm -hmm. yeah and I what I think I think you're right about them needing to use Cam Newton more as less like less of a pocket passer but Andrew, don't you kind of remember in the first couple weeks of the season, or maybe just the first two weeks, Cam was running a lot more, it felt like. And they... So much more. And so they really slowed that down. Maybe it was injury concern. I don't know. But um, there's a lot of value on the Patriots right now. So good call, Christo. Uh, Josh, who would be your dark horse looking at the rest of this NFL season? I'm going to give you two because um, I would have also said the Dolphins going forward with uh, Tua going in there. For the record, one of the most interesting thing is they have the only positive point differential in that whole division by plus 47. So they're already pretty good with Tan- or with uh, Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah. yeah, and now with uh, I think Tua absolutely raises their ceiling by probably double potentially, right? I mean, uh, is that unrealistic? It just depends. I- it, it really – you're right. It, it depends. But, I mean, so he, I mean, that's the, thing the one though, thing. With Tua, to jump in really quickly and then you go, mm-hmm. is like the thing with Tua was never doubting the talent that was there. It was just like that, that injury scare. Injury. And if he's ready to go, I mean, from what we've seen and what we think we can see out of him, I think you're right. It does double their potential, Josh. Keep going. Yeah. yeah I And so that's the reason why I like the Dolphins going forward. It looks like the Patriots are falling. And the Bills honestly haven't looked that great, too, the last three weeks. But I'm going to throw in another name, and you're going to hate me for this, but, and, and I, I feel dirty by even, by even bringing up this division. I'm going to go with the Eagles, potentially. Here's the, they've looked really good. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Give me, give me those sneers. Give looked me all those really faces. good. Here's the thing, though, is if this is what's to come, I guess, going forward, where they can get this shit together. Carson Wentz has looked pretty good for a while. Are you telling me you don't like their chances in a 4-5 matchup? I mean, potentially you're you're talking about maybe playing the Bears in round one. And you're telling me you would I like... I Bears are done. I, I gr- agree, but right now, so where it's slated at, they're tied at, uh, I guess, the wild card spot, the top wild card spot with uh, what is it, the, uh, the Rams and Cardinals. So I think if they were to play for sure the Bears, I like the Eagles' chances in that game. And it sounds mm-hmm. dumb to say, but... I'm just going to say they play a lot of games close. They only lost. I mean, this, again, it's going to sound like a slight, but they only lost to the Ravens by two points. I mean, they're going to play it close, and they could potentially fuck up some playoff teams or one playoff team. Round two, I doubt it, but I'm going to just throw in the Eagles potentially as a dark horse, major dark horse. I like the Dolphins. You more know what? 
You know what I've been um. Don't they have? To, aren't they gonna win though? <laughs> you know who I think is gonna Who's win gonna the win? NFC East? Hmm. The, the Washington football team. Oh no. I think they have a great defensive See, line. See, the Eagles I think are going to win the Allen NFC. So that's all that's going to happen. So the Eagles have an automatic yeah, bit. The, the Eagles aren't a dark horse. They're winning the NFC Washington least. Washington football team. The NFC least. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair, but I still feel like they're discounted because they're that bad. This division sucks. They, True. They're 2-4. and Well, four, to your point, yeah. Josh, the Eagles certainly do have the quarterback talent, at least I think with Wentz. Maybe <laughs> yeah, we'll I was wrong. <laughs> But, I mean, he supposedly, we'd seen flashes of he can win you ball games by being the best player on the field. We haven't seen that in a bit, but maybe that comes back. All right, gentlemen, let's get into NFL Week week 8. I couldn't be more excited. Um, first game we have on the dock to discuss. Uh, Christo previewed this earlier with a little tease with some value. We have the Los Angeles Rams at the Miami Dolphins. You, the Rams are favored by 3.5 points. You can get the Dolphins' money line. At plus 160, over-under in this game is 46. And, Chris, I'll go straight to you. What are you seeing with this game? Yeah, I I actually think this um, this could be a potential Dolphins money line. Um, and uh, there's no sense in taking the, the three and a half. You get more value by t- taking the plus 160. Um, and uh, if you're truly buying in and calling Miami a dark horse, and, you know, two is the reason for that. And... Um, you know he's he's going to bring uh, you know a certain electricity to the offense that you know honestly I I don't think was completely absent with Fitzpatrick but when you bring a guy like that in number five overall pick it just completely changes the landscape of things. The other thing with Miami too is their defense is is pretty stacked in the secondary and up front for that matter. I mean, um, <clears throat> you know they got. Uh, Raquan Davis coming off the edge, um, and then Xavier Howard in in, uh, in the secondary, and just those two guys alone provide you so much flexibility because you can bring Xavier Howard, you know, down to the line of scrimmage, and he can even play somewhat like a nickel, um, like outside linebacker hybrid player too. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think uh, you know as much of a difference as I think too is going. Obviously, you know, as an Alabama fan, I watched him completely. Um, you know make you know write an entire new story for Alabama in the national championship when he came in but um you know every single skill that he had in college just translates super well to the NFL the only question that you really have with him is if he's fully recovered from from that injury and I mean every report that I've read on him is is pretty much you know he's completely good to go and if that's the case then Mm -hmm. I don't see I don't see a drop off I only see them uh you know picking picking up even and going even further than they had um, previously in the year. Mm-hmm. So, Josh, what do you uh, see in terms of value at this game? What are you looking at here? So here's the thing. is I have Rams minus three, three and a half on my slate. Uh, Chris made a really good argument, though. There's not a lot of value there. You're right. But I still think a rookie quarterback in his first start, even though if this guy is special in the real deal, we haven't seen much from him, and he gets Aaron Donald week one and Jalen Ramsey guarding him. <laughs> Uh, Devontae Parker and that's that alone I just feel like it's it's kind of a toss-up I I think what I'm gonna do personally is uh I think Rams minus three and a half and then I'll probably take the money line for the Dolphins because that is really good I mean it's pretty good value at 160 uh but yeah I I just think that this could be a train wreck of a of a performance potentially with with their uh Aaron Donald could just have his way with this kid and then that's what I'm worried mm-hmm. about more more than anything. So, you, 
So you're going to lock in a best bet at uh, Rams minus, not a lock, but just a best bet. Ra- yes. Rams minus three yeah, and a half. I'm going to okay. do best bet three and a half. All right, Andrew, what do you got? I would lean Dolphins three and a half. I sprinkled the money line. I'm not going to take it because I want to see Tua take a couple snaps before mm-hmm. I jump on that. And I hate the Rams. I think the Rams are so overrated. And even last week, that was such a bullshit. They won by, like, 15 points, and they almost had a pick six before the halftime. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff is awful. Dolphins plus three and a half. Okay. I actually, I, I would lean in this game Dolphins money line because I think that the Dolphins are the – I think that they are probably, like, could be – are a better team than the Rams. Um, but – I do want to see Tua um, before I give out anything. Best bets on that. So I'm going to stay quiet on that. Yeah. We'll go to our next game here, which is the Colts well, at the Before Lions we move on, just one, one, uh, one quick thing. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, if you absolutely need to bet the game, I would take the, the Dolphins' money line. But I completely agree with, with sitting back for a week and kind of seeing how things shake out. But what, what that means is if Tua absolutely – Based off the conversation we're having now, mark it down the pod. If Tua mm-hmm. absolutely goes off, um, then the line next week is going to be completely skewed in the opposite direction. So whoever they're playing, take a look at that. And then if he absolutely sucks and we still think he's going to be good, then the line we're going to get a lot of value in whoever they're playing next week. So keep a close eye on that game for whatever happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot to be learned. Um, next game we're going to talk about is the Colts at the Lions, and we do have a voicemail from our number one caller, our favorite <laughs> caller, Stephen Young. I have not heard the voicemail yet because I like to be surprised along with you gentlemen, but uh, the Lions have won two or three weeks in a row, and the Lions are about to play the Colts, whose quarterback is Phillip Rivers. So I just I don't know what Pandora's box I am opening up right now. So, Stephen, take it away. I'll get it going. Um, turn up the volume a little. Well, 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 Pineapple Couch. Another week down and another Lions win. 2-0 the past two weeks. Uh, that Falcons game, Falcons found a way to lose again, which is awesome. Being a Lions fan, I'll take it. But they have a tough matchup this week against the Colts. It, out of respect for Phil, I am not going to say a word. Thank you, Stephen. See how this Aww. plays out. What a guy. But this is the point where the Lions, every year, they win a couple games, get me all excited, get all the fans excited, and they're like, oh, shit, they can probably actually win some games. Then I'll start to bet on them, start talking some shit, and they start losing a shit ton of games and makes you feel like a piece of shit Lions fan. So I'm not going to say anything. Good luck, Phil. It'll be a battle of two quarterbacks that we both love here on the Pineapple Couch. So. I agree. I'll just let it be, let it ride. And lastly, fuck Kevin Cash for pulling Blake Snell. <laughs> yes. Fuck you. Oh, and my Bob God. Manfred, whatever your name is. Yeah. Next time, before you give a speech at the end of the World <laughs> Series game, lay off a little one Coors Light because you were hammered. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. All right, Steven is Couldn't just... Couldn't agree more with Steven is a feature every week. I look forward to what he's saying. Um, uh, okay, I respect Steven a lot for the anti-Philip Rivers slander, but let's go into this Colts at Lions game. Colts are favored by a field goal. Lions money line plus 135 over under 50. Andrew, break my heart. 
I'm doing it. No. I'm taking Matt Stafford on the points, wow. baby. Wow! I, 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 here's why. Here's why. This is why. <clears throat> Philip Rivers doesn't blow out teams. Matt Stafford doesn't blow out teams. It comes down to either a Philip River two-minute drive toward the end and he throws a pick, hey. or Matt Stafford throws hey. a Hail Mary to a touchdown. How, wait, Lions how come how come the two options are both good for the Lions in that scenario? Philip Rivers well, throwing a pick and Matt week, Stafford Brian, throwing gotta, a Hail Mary? A here, <laughs> what <guys>? Phil scores? <laughs> well, Phil with the rush. That doesn't happen. I've seen, I've seen so <laughs> many happy you, feet fourth. So many happy feet fourth quarter drives. Oh, it hurts. Keep going. Lions take the points, baby. Is that a best take bet? The points plus three. Plus three. You got to look for live dogs, baby. Plus three, Lions. Uh. All right, this wasn't on my card. I'm going to take the Colts minus three. Fuck you. <laughs> go, Phil. <laughs> there we go, baby. You, I mean, I love Matt Stafford, but I will say when you look at this Colts team, not, you have I – mean. Well, I, love, I like Matt Stafford. Let's not get anything twisted. But Phillip Rivers, I mean, I look at him as like the Jesus Christ of our lifetime. What we have to think – He is on the logo, so. He is on the logo. Um, Phillip Rivers has not looked good this year, but – what we saw last week is maybe he's going to calm it down a bit and take a little less risks because obviously there's a lot of calls for Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> I was critical myself, but as Phil, the great listener of the Pineapple Couch, he is, he heard my qualms and he rebounded. And what we're going to see this week is we're going to see them really use Jonathan Taylor in the running game. He's going to continue to get more comfortable. The Colts have the – I mean, the Steelers are up there. There's – Right up there in the top two or three secondaries in the NFL, the Colts do. And I like them to win this game. I think the Lions are getting a lot of value here off the two straight wins. But you got to keep in mind it was that weird Falcons game. Um, I'm going to take the Colts minus three for all those reasons and probably primarily because Andrew just took the Lions minus three. Um, Josh, what do you think? I'll take the points. So here's the thing, though. I don't. I have no idea what to make of either of these teams. Honestly, I think they both suck in in all reality. I think the Colts' defense is good at the very least, so that might lean me towards that direction. Um, but I, you said the Lions haven't beat anybody, but neither of the Colts really. I mean, they, they lost to the Jags. Is that right? Yeah, the Jags. Yeah, that was week yeah. one. I remember that one. Um, they beat the. It was an interception towards the, the Vikings end. and the Jets. Philip Rivers is undefeated against Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. <laughs> Fact. Here's the thing, though. I'm well, saying cool all this shit, <laughs> but I think I'm gonna hop in. I think I'm gonna go Colts minus three. It's the weirdest <laughs> oh, thing. No. I. I, I just don't trust this Lions team. I most of all, I trust Matt Stafford. I just don't trust Patricia at all. He's a fucking idiot. And I, I just think they're going to find a way to lose this game. And I'm sorry, Steven. I, I, it's not Stafford's fault at all. But I, I like the Colts' running game and the defense better than I like anything else of that game. And besides, I, I mean, I, I think Stafford's been outplaying Rivers. No offense. Remember when they lost to the Browns, yeah. the Colts? Yeah, I know. I know. I know. And they were like a 10-point favorite. Anyways, I know. go I ahead. Know. And, and, Chris, and it, do you have any plays on this it. game? No, no plays on this game. Uh, but a couple of couple of things what was the score of the falcons uh lions game one point game i think it was 23 to 22 or 22 so you, to 21 one so 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 big dog you're telling me that the lions are going to put up 23 points on the falcons how many points are they going to put up on the colts we only got to put up 21 because the Colts only kick field goals. What was that, six field goals about two weeks ago? The, the Phillip can't find the end zone. He sniffs it, he sniffs it, but he can't fucking execute. 23-22, yeah, by the way. Um, 
I uh, I think that I agree with everything you guys were saying about uh, pain. Taylor uh, Taylor just kind of taking the game over. I think he's going to have over 100 yards rushing and a couple touchdowns, and um, and I think the possession's going to be so skewed that Stafford's not even going to get a chance to get on the field for very long. So if the Colts are able to shut him down quick, then uh, then it's you know it's it's going to be super hard for the Lions to get anything going because they're just going to be running the ball three four yards at a time. So uh, my recommendation for this game. Um, would be don't bet it and probably don't watch it because it's going to be boring. <laughs> well, I would say that it's probably likely that maybe Phil throws for over 400 yards and four TDs, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's listening right now, so, I mean. <laughs> yeah, right? it's uh, Phil, you can do it. 5,000 odds. All right, let's go uh, to our next game here. We got the Raiders at the Browns, which I think this is one of the weirder lines of the week, and we'll get Chris's input in a second as a Raiders fan, but Browns minus 2.5, uh, Raiders money line at plus 120, over under 51.5. I have no plays in this game. I'm curious to hear what you have to say, Chris. Um, No plays. Um, I can't. I just don't trust the Raiders yet, nor do I trust the Browns, but uh, especially without Odell. I'm curious to see how that offense looks without Odell. Um, Rashard Higgins shouldn't be, you know, like incompetent out there, but it's Odell, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they get, uh, you know, Landry more involved out of the slot um, in the long run, which I think kind of – that doesn't help Baker much because he needs to throw the ball down the field instead of just getting, you know, little Phil Rivers six-yard dink and dunks down the field. Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chris, six yards, very gracious. It's like two and a half tops anyways. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, the it's it's – I think it's kind of going to be uh, – I don't like I said, I don't have a bet, but I, I would kind of lead a little bit more – towards the under on this game because I think the Raiders are going to try and run the ball and the Browns defensive line is so stacked that I think it's just going to be stout up front and they're not going to find much space. So um, I don't know how many points get scored in this game. I don't like the line. It's super smelly. So it's just kind of a stay away game for me. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on that. Andrew, Josh, you guys have anything on this? I I don't know. I'd lean towards Raiders two and a half, but I – I can't. I can't put my money on Derek Carr yet. So I, I just think Miles Garrett could win this game by himself, and that scares me. I don't know what Derek Carr we're gonna see. I guess is is the thing. That's what scares me. Yeah, you never do. That's like the classic question with the the Raiders, though. So okay, let's move on to our next game. We got Vikings at the Packers. Packers are favored by a touchdown right now. Um, Vikings money line plus two sixty five over under fifty one and a half. Um, for some reason, this line scares me, even though the Vikings suck. I don't really feel that comfortable giving up a touchdown in the middle of October or at the end of October in a division game. I don't know. I just think it's kind of weird. Um, Andrew, what, what what are you thinking about this? Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna tease the pack. That's all I'm gonna say. Same. That's what I'm doing. I'm not gonna take the minus seven, but a little tease for those Packers later on. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Josh, what do you got? Uh, I have minus six for Packers. Um, but at, at least is that right now? Unless it just updated or vice versa. But I'm. Uh, if oh, it's you're six, right. Packers yeah. are to minus six. Um, Fuck yeah. I have it. I have it at five and a half. Oh. Well. Okay. Oh. Plus. I. Point. You know what? I. 
I like this. I'm, I'm going to take it to minus six. The divisional game aspect, scary for sure. But I think the Vikings are fucking bad. I think they're mm-hmm. they're one of the bottom four teams in the league, potentially, even with the whole Dalvin division Cook of the bottom four around. teams. And I I think Aaron Rodgers is going to continue his his uh, what asshole campaign. What do you want to call it? What it, he, he still hates yeah, his mom. His, his, <laughs> his, have fun. Have fun with that. His mom hating never world him for tour. that. I, I, Dalvin like Cook that. is coming back this week, though. Who cares? That's fair. I hope the line goes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the line gets a little smaller and. I'm still taking the Packers, though, minus six. Let's do it. Okay. Um, Chris, do you have a play on this, or do you want to go to our next game? Absolutely. Packers. I'm fully with the Packers on this. Um, also, for your guys' information, uh, Sunday, a high of 37 in Green Bay with 25-mile-an-hour winds. That would be an under, oh. folks. So, look at the under in that one. Two, looks like you've got it down here at 51 and a half. So, definitely take a peek yeah. at that under and keep an eye on that before game time because um, that could throw high. some things off. Kirk Cousins is not going to be able to throw a ball in those conditions. No, <laughs> no he can't throw a ball in the dome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, a battle in the AFC East, which is I'm about to read you guys a line. I don't think that has been read in 20 maybe more years 20-ish years the bills are favored by four against the patriots Jeez. patriots money line is plus 175 the over under is at 42 um i'm going to let josh start while i contemplate some things josh you go <laughs> I, was, I was gonna ask you if you wanted to start because I don't know what to make of either of these teams. Ah, oh, fuck I, it. Ride. Put Cue the music, goddammit. Bills <laughs> minus four. Ride, Stallion, ride. That's what I'm taking. I mean, the Bills, they've looked crappy for the last three weeks, but what you got to imagine is that Josh Allen is like a Midwestern cowboy who's gotten slighted at multiple stops in the last couple times, but you know, he's still alive. Maybe a couple of flesh wounds. He's still going, and Josh Allen is here to make a statement that all the Patriots, oh, they still have Bill Belichick. No, 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 no. The Bills have the Stallion, and the Stallion will ride. I was not going to do this, but fuck it. I'm going to do it. Actually, I, I knew I was going to do this. Bills minus four. Music wrap up right now. Bills minus four. Stallion, I'm going to go to Josh now after you heard that. That doesn't really convince me, B-Rob. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I love your confidence, wow. though. And I, again, I'd lean Bills minus four, but I, I don't, I something feels wrong about this. I, and I just, I just don't want to bet against Belichick. We said last week, I didn't think Belichick would lose three in a row. He might lose four in a row, and I just don't want to live in that world that that could be the case. And I, it, it's, I, I it's would weird. love to live in that world where the Patriots lose four games in a row. Like I respect Bill Belichick and I like Tom Brady, but I would just like to say the amount of time the Patriots have broken my heart. Yeah, you know what? At the beginning of this year, I was like, no, nah, I, I respect the Patriots, but at this point, like, you know what? I want you guys to lose for the next like thirty years. I just so football analytics, like more. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, is is more so. I mm-hmm. just don't want to live in that world where I I don't can't even trust Belichick so I I to stay away I'm gonna hold on to that I'm staying away okay Chris we'll go to you on the Bills Pats and then we'll go to Andrew after Chris what are you thinking yeah um only shot for the Bills minus four is is if Allen's running you know for 
you know, 100 yards, 75 yards, something like that. Key to the music. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I think is possible with the path linebackers. But, um, you know, they just don't have anybody that can that can spy him when he comes out of the pocket. And, uh, and I think that's a concern. Um, and then also, like, the Patriots, you know, I know I said that they could be a dark horse. But that was, you know, mostly a pick on the fact that I figure that McDaniels and Belichick are going to figure something out offensively. But the, but the truth as of right now is they haven't figured anything, anything out offensively. Um, and it's going to be tough. I, I, I think if, any, if there's any week to figure it out offensively on the ground, it's this week because... Yeah, you can call me uh, you can call me the meteorologist, but we got uh, we got thirty seven degrees. <laughs> we got showers. We got oh, weather with Chris is totally when we come to segment. <laughs> we got we got we got showers, twenty three mile an hour winds on Sunday in Buffalo. So uh, yeah, we're uh, we're looking for big ground game from uh, from everybody here, and you can't take the under because it's forty two. That's way low, but I mean, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think they figured it, it's out. It's going to be – we're going to learn a lot in this game, I think, actually. I think we're going to learn a lot about the Bills, and this might be – like the if the Patriots win this game, then it's like, okay, they still are alive. But I think there is an argument to me. If the Patriots do drop this game with the Bills and they look bad again, it's like, okay, maybe they're – it's too late. But, again, more teams are making the playoffs. Big Dog, what are you looking at in this game? See, you just said it there. You just said that the Patriots, if they lose this game, their season's on the line this week. Yeah. Belichick, four losses in a row. Cam Newton, Newton's job's kind of on I the line. I just don't. Right the now. Bills, I think, have some firepower, though, right? Yeah, they have, but they're still the Bills, and it's still culture wins at the end of the day, I still believe. I'm taking the Patriots plus four here. Ooh. Just because I think there's so much at stake here. If they lose, they've got like a 5% chance of making the playoffs. If they win, they got like a 60% chance of making the playoffs. Also. Uh, last little pointer, uh, Edelman should be out. Also, I think he's. I think he might mm-hmm. be done for the season. And then also Gilmore is on the chopping block as well, potentially trading block. So if they lose this what? game, he's yeah, shut. Yeah, he's gonna shut down your boy yeah. though this week. So, whoever, who, so the the 2019 defensive play of the year is being uh, shot. So Stephon Diggs is that who you mean, Andrew? <clears throat> yeah, Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Wait, I can't. I is that is that like. Breaking! I did not it's know just, they were shopping the Gilmore. It's the rumor that they were they were. Re- but when they win this offers. week, they're not going to yeah, trade so him because the they want to keep I the would, defensive would player in the end. Well, and and that adds more pressure. I feel like on everyone is if they lose this game, this probably. I mean, I don't know if it, you know, seals the deal for the deal for that deal, but I think yeah, something along the lines of that. Okay, let's go through this next game pretty quickly because we got two, or <laughs> the next game is pretty big. This next game is Jets at Chiefs. We've been talking about this game for like a couple weeks, Andrew. We were wondering what the line was going to eventually be put out. Right now it is at 20. The over-under is 49. Um, Andrew and I are contractually obligated to take the Chiefs minus the spread every week, and I also am contractually obligated to bet against the Jets every week. So you guys know I'm taking the Chiefs minus 20 because fuck it. I'm going to lay 20 points and just let it ride and see what happens. Um, Andrew, I know you're also laying the 20. I have to. There's not like six weeks ago. So now I just I'm stuck now. Chris, Josh, anything to add before we go to Steelers Um, Ravens? Never laid 20 points. I I can't make this the best bet at all, but. Plus 1,125 for the fucking Jets money line. 
<laughs> that's insane. I might I might put some money on that, honestly. Just just a little bit. Oh, just, a <laughs> just, just a donation. Just Venmo. Donation. Just Venmo us. Okay. So here is potential on this game. Yeah, go go, Chris. Um so I've heard in the mill this game opened at 21 in a lot of places and a lot of a lot of sharp money came in on the jets that's why it's at 20 and a half i think when the game kicks it's going to be down to 17 17 and a half so if you really want to if you really want to bet it wait until the game kicks and, and take uh, and take the chiefs um right before the game kicks see this is why we want christo on the pod that is the type of gem that we we just haven't been able to produce, but Chris, thank you for that little nugget. Um, big dog, we're looking at this uh, next game. It's Steelers at the Ravens. The Ravens are favored by three and a half. Steelers money line at plus one sixty five. Over under at forty six and a half. And Andrew, I'm a I I'm I listeners. I'm about to shock you. I'm gonna take the Ravens minus three and a half as a best bet. You want to know why? I constantly doubt Lamar Jackson and the Ravens constantly. But what is one thing I know in terms of how 2020 sports have gone with LeBron winning and the Dodgers winning? Going into these playoffs, the Ravens are going to be overhyped, overrated. I think the Steelers are the better team in the playoffs. But this week, coming off the Steelers' big win against the Titans... I like the Ravens minus the three and a half here. I might buy... eh. I'm thinking about buying the half point, but I'm probably just going to take the minus three and a half. I think this is the game where the Ravens, it kind of just makes, it overrates them a little, pushes them up like kind of what we saw last year. So I like the Ravens minus three and a half. Andrew, I know that is against everything I've ever said, but what are you, what are you thinking here? Because you're big on the Steelers. Yeah, so I took Lamar Jackson once a series against the Chiefs, so... I was really disappointed because once they're down by 10 points or a touchdown even, they don't know what to do. I'm going to take three and a half Steelers because they're undefeated. These games are always within one or two points. This is a chance for the Steelers to go up two games, and it's a chance, you know, I mean, they can go up two games this week mm-hmm. and kind of solidify themselves in the AC North. And I like the Steelers plus three and a half. Okay. Uh, Josh? Yeah, I'm hopping in with Andrew. I think it's I don't I don't really trust the Steelers to win this game, but I trust it to be close. And I'm gonna take the points three and a half. I, I at the very least I think it's gonna be about that. I think the Ravens could still pull it out, but I I like the yeah I like the positive. Okay, uh, Krista, what are you um, thinking? So, couple of couple of tidbits for you. Um, first thing, it, the Ravens run the ball 65 percent of the time on first down. Um, you're not going to be able to do that against this defense. And they've been doing that so often this year that that's kind of why the running game doesn't get going. They need to throw the ball more on first down, open the offense up, and then that's what gives you the ability to run the RPO or the play action or whatever it might be. Um, so w- with that being said, what you're going to look for is um, you're going to look for the, the Steelers to widen out T.J. Watt and uh, I forget the uh, Bud Dupree, the other defensive end, and they're going to play a super wide nine technique and uh, funnel everything towards the middle, and then you're going to have Devin Bush spy Lamar Jackson. And uh, Devin, Devin Bush was maybe you know, a couple clicks slower in the 40-yard dash than Lamar Jackson. He's a freaking athlete at LSU. And uh, 
and I just think that 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 they're going to be able to to uh, to slow the Ravens down. So uh, I would lean Steelers plus three and a half. Um, and also, Big Ben gets rid of the ball quicker than any quarterback in the league, uh, which alleviates the pass rush. And you know the Ravens just uh, signed Yannick Ngakwe over the uh, over the bye week too, um, and so he's going to be another edge rusher that they're bringing in. But uh, it doesn't really matter because. Big Ben's got four receivers, and he can get the ball out so quick to any of his playmakers that I don't know if the pass rush is going to be too effective. But you will know immediately if the Ravens are in second and three, um, in third and one, in second and four, right out right out of the gate, that uh, if they're in manageable, you know, second and third down situations, then uh, I think it, I think the Ravens might take it. But that that would be a early indicator for some some of our live betters out there if you if you see that early in the game. So, great, great info. And what you and Andrew both kind of hinted on, I, I agree with. Andrew mentioned how the Ravens, they're the type of team, they fall down by a couple touchdowns. It's kind of over. And, Chris, you're mentioning how the Ravens, they need to get into those manageable downs. So, it is really the, the Ravens are that type of team that you can kind of know if they're going to win in the first quarter, right? Correct. And maybe the first half is, a, but like, um, so I think that live betting is definitely something to look at because what I did is I, the, when the Ravens Chiefs played a couple of weeks back, I had the Chiefs as a best bet. But as soon as I saw the first couple Ravens drives, I just completely doubled down on the Chiefs because you can just kind of tell. So um, let's go into our next game here. Um, Titans at Bengals. Uh, Titans coming off that loss to the Steelers. The Titans are favored by six points. Bengals money line plus 210 um, over under 53. The Bengals are obviously coming off Joe Burrow's first career win, right? Or was that two weeks ago? That was a while ago. Yeah, like two weeks ago. Because they lost to the Browns last weekend, correct? And then the week before, I think they won. Okay, my bad. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, obviously Joe Burrow is getting a little respect because the Bengals are pretty bad. And they're under – it's only minus six against the Titans – um, I will let you start, Josh. Um, what are you looking at this game? All right. So here's my logic. If the Titans are legitimate this year, which I think we, we, we agree, right? I think for the most part, right, that they're probably they are. The, they're probably a top four team in the AFC. They need to beat this Bengals team by six points. And I, 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 I just think coming off that loss, they're going to be able to do what they want on the ground. Uh Joe Burrow is a great story, and he might be able to keep it close, and that's why I'm hesitant at six points. A lot of fucking points, especially that I'm already laying it with the Packers. But the big thing is this is a prove-me-right bet. I don't know. It's Titans Mm -hmm. minus six. I'm with you on Titans minus six. That is the best bet for me as well. Chris, what do you think? I definitely agree. I I think that they're just going to absolutely have their way with them on the ground. We could have another another King Henry – 200 yard performance um but uh but also <laughs> minus six it sounds a little like t city to me as well if you don't want to lay that six but uh but i think i think it's it, i think it's at least a 10 point game in my opinion uh and uh, i think the mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't think i mean you know joe burrow's going to get his garbage stats but i don't think the uh i don't think the Bengals are going to have any success against the titans defense either Chris, who's your favorite Alabama player in the NFL? Oh, jeez. Is it Julio? Um, Derrick Henry? Calvin Ridley? Um, Tua? I think it's a uh, uh, punter for the Green Bay Packers, J.K. Scott. Um, 
No, <laughs> no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a deep cut. <laughs> AJ McCarron. <laughs> Is he still around? No, no. He's got to be backup for somebody, right? It's got, I mean, Derek, Derek is just such a beast. But you know who I really liked watching last year was uh, was um, Kenyon Drake. He was really fun to watch last year. Um, and just a quick fun fact for you guys. Um, at the same time in the Alabama backfield, there was Mark Ingram, Derek Henry, Kenyon Drake, in Alvin Kamara before Alvin Kamara transferred to Tennessee. Same backfield in Alabama. So imagine that running back room today. Jesus Christ. It's like <laughs> 40% right. of the NFL's running backs right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so um, Big Dog, what do, you, do you have anything on this Titans-Bengals? Yeah, I'm staying away just because I respect Joe Burrow, and I think the Titans' defense kind of sucks, but I think the Titans are an easy win for them. Might be a backdoor cover, but that's all I see anything okay all right let's go to our next game here we got the chargers at the broncos the chargers are favored by a field goal uh the broncos money line is at plus 165 the over unders at 44 and a half uh justin herbert is the best player in the nfl (laughs) he is so electric he's so electric and so you know what i'm gonna do this is my lock chargers minus three they're gonna take care of this broncos team that the fucking donkeys suck Justin Herbert is going to fucking torch them as the Chargers make a run at that seventh uh, spot in the playoffs this year. Obviously a tough start, but when you got Herbert controlling the reins, I mean, it's really becoming an argument in the NFL right now. Who'd you rather have, Mahomes or Herbert? It's really (laughs) 50-50. So I lean Herbert, so my lock, Chargers minus three. Big dog, come on, come on, big dog. Come on, come on, big dog. We can do it. We can do it. He's so good. He's so good. Come on, big dog. Chargers minus three. This is our chance, big dog. This is our chance. They're making the playoffs. They're making the playoffs. They have to win. They have to win. Lock it. Yes! Lock it. Yes! I've never yes! bet the Chargers. Yes! Fucking lock it. Yes! We are locking against the Broncos. Let's fuck I... the donkeys. Right here, baby. Yeah, bang, right bang, there. bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Oh, holy right. shit, I am on... Chargers, I, I'm not even concerned. Uh, Josh, you look dismayed. <sighs> I was also... I'm, I'm, I'm going Herbert. Let's go, minus three. Um, I, I just don't think this Broncos... Uh, Andrews Broncos team is very good this year, and I just... Yeah, they yeah, suck. They, they suck they, this week. Don't worry I about it. I mean, them. to be fair, it was the Chiefs last week, but they, they looked bad. Drew Locke didn't look good. Um... I was actually going to lock Crack one open for Herbert well. right there. Not a triple I'm lock. Not a triple lock. I'm rescinding my lock. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll lock Thank something you. else because that's why I don't trust it. Do you have okay. a well, The LA right Chargers can't handle Andrew, that. Andrew, is that a, is that a, what is that, hmm? Maryland? A Maryland cup? <laughs> it's a Maryland cup. Terrapins? Yes, I like turtles. Thank you. Hello to my family and my relatives on the East Coast. Hey, shout out to well. them. Cheers. Uh, Chris, you just heard three people give out the, the Chargers. What you are you thinking? fucking Broncos right now, Chris. Just get out of here. Just fucking walk out of here. Were, I didn't even know you were a Raider fan about 15 minutes ago, and I've said nothing. If you're going to take the goddamn donkeys, get out of here. Are you going to be allowed back on next week or what? Always, always, always. Big dog's He's like the guard the dog. He'll get upset, but beware. There's oh, dogs on this podcast. Fuck, wait. Melvin Gordon revenge I'm, game? I'm t- 
Oh, oh shut, shut up. the fuck up, Josh. Oh my god. Okay, Chris. I'm, I'm what do you think? The Chargers. <laughs> I'm for sure taking the Chargers. Um, oh, thank I God. mean, Herbert has. Okay, so honestly, think about it. They just played the pa- uh, they just played the Pats last week, right? Um, completely shut him down. Newton got pulled. If Newton ran the ball it, as Run. dynamically as Herbert has been running the ball and picked his times, that's exactly what the Patriots need. Is what Herbert. Has been. I mean, obviously Herbert's been one of the you know top performers in the NFL, so it's super easy to just say that. But it, I'm just talking about sh- the sheer running of the ball. It would open up so many more things for the Patriots if Newton ran the ball like that. And I think that's going to be a problem for the Broncos is is him his mobility getting out of the pocket. Um, so yeah, I'm taking the Chargers minus mm-hmm. three too. I love it. And you know what I love that you pointed out? It really does suck to be a Patriots fan because, I mean, the quarterback situation for the Chargers is just so much better. <laughs> suck oh, it! <laughs> suck it! It must have sucked to be him. <laughs> Fuck so them, Herbert, to the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, I, I really like that. Chargers minus three. So let's go to our next game, gentlemen. Um, Saints at the Bears. The Saints are going to be favored by five points. Bears money line at plus 185 over under 43 and a half. I believe the Bears are dead, but I don't trust the Saints. Um, I'm going to go to you, Josh. Well, I was going to say, um, I think we should do a weekly segment where we do Mike Thomas watch. And um, so where, where is Mike Thomas right now? What, what, what is he doing? What is what's going his, on? What's his status right now? Because I, I didn't look this Here, up. I'll, I'll type it on yeah, Google. Because I'm they, uh, too. they also announced uh, there was a rumor, I guess, that circulated again that they're open to trading him as well um which is fucking insane right I, like their offense looks so much better with with thomas he, he went field. to practice on thursday yeah it said seven hours ago he was at practice he was at practice okay. today all right so so mike thomas what's up with him unless he punches another guy he's probably gonna play sunday i guess is oh it's a lot of hours so he sunday. punched a player on the saints I was it, I thought it was a staff member still, but I I still don't have the whole story. <laughs> staff member. It's it's, it's like funny. like a coaching staff, you know. I, uh, I. Okay, so does anyone have a play on this game, Saints Bears? Saints. No. Chris. Ooh. Yeah, and it, it involves a uh, it involves a money line parlay. So I was going to talk about it at the end, but yeah, I I I mean, I I think the. Uh, I think the Saints are much better than the Bears. The Bears are a freaking dumpster fire. I mean, what, yeah, they can't they can't do anything. Da- David Montgomery's been a disaster. Their defense has been fine. Okay, I'm taking Saints minus but, five. Yeah, I I don't see a problem with taking Saints minus five, but uh, I've got them in a in a pretty hearty money line parlay with a couple of other folks uh, around the league um, that I'll discuss at the end of the segment. Another professional tease from Christo. All right, guys. How, how do you feel about uh, Drew Brees playing in 35-degree temperatures with the winds at 27 miles per uh, hour? Not ooh, a, the no, meteorologist I, I, thrown back I, at I, you. How do you feel about Alvin Kamara getting a 41-yard run on a three-yard pass from Drew Brees every single week, which he'll get again this week? <laughs> Especially Mike Thomas if he actually does play. It's a great point. So. Great point. Okay. I watched I, the, the Bears but were I'm, awful I'm actually, last Monday. They're terrible. Yeah, I'm actually that was, that was curious really though. Like, do you, do you guys think? Do you guys think like you know the Bears defense is good? Like, do you think that those dump offs are going to be available? Do you think they're going to 
I don't know, put Roquan Smith on a spy on Camaro. What do you What do you guys think? Do you think those dump offs are going to be available this week? See, well, I think oh, really? like it might not even matter because the Bears might score three yeah, points. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're going like, to score less than ten points. It's just that's the you know thing. the Saints will score twenty eight. And but the one thing I was thinking when I was looking at this game actually before was um, I'm pretty sure the Eagles beat the Saints in the Nick Foles uh, Super Bowl run. <laughs> it's a little big dick Nick energy. Just, I don't know. It kind of scares me. <laughs> so, but I'll tap taking Saints minus five. Um, well, all right, this Josh. Well, I was gonna say there was like that whole stat last week, right, about how. I think Nick Foles beat the Rams every time he's played them too. And Aaron Donald never had a sack in like the four games or whatever they played. And then Aaron Donald like fucked him up like hardcore. Yeah. And they lost by like mm-hmm. 20 or something. Something crazy. All I already right. forgot about that. All right. We got two more games to talk about because we're going to wait to talk about Monday Night Football. Um, the line is actually moving around a lot right now. So we'll wait to talk about that on Sunday night. But <clears throat> we have the a battle. Here in the NFC West, the 49ers at the Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored by a field goal. 49ers money line at plus 130, over under 54. Andrew, walk us through how we should feel about this game. So you know I love the Seahawks, but I like the plus three for the 49ers here because I think they're catching a little momentum back. Um, The Seahawks always play close. They always play in sloppy, weird games. And I think, especially with like a rivalry in the Niners being in last place and the hungry. Seahawks being hungry dog in first, hungry dog runs faster. I like the Niners plus three here. Is that a best bet? Not a best bet. Okay, I I like the Niners plus three, but it's also not a best bet for me. Uh, Chris will go to you, and then to Josh. What are you guys thinking about this? Um, I mean, the so the Seahawks. It's come out that I mean, apparently all of the Seahawks running backs. Um, are looking much better to play this week than uh, than they were earlier on in the week. Um, I really like that rookie wide receiver that uh, the Niners have, uh, Ayuk. I think that dude is. Yeah, I think he's electric. Yeah, that dude's a, a yards after catch. Yeah, monster. he's he's a baby Debo, and um, and but I I just I don't know I I still really haven't seen like enough from the Niners to I think that it like the Seahawks are you know top of the, even after that loss to the Cardinals the Seahawks are which was kind of fluky to me because how many times is Russ going to throw three picks um and I don't yeah, know I just right. feel like they're top of the Fuck NFC me. and they're kind of still I mean I know the Cardinals just beat them but there's still kind of one of the teams to beat up there and I don't think the Niners are are there yet which means if I think the Seahawks are going to be up and you're relying on Jimmy to throw the football, uh, it's just a bad, bad place to be in, especially without a weapon like Debo to, to, to open things up for you. And, I mean, they're down on running backs mm-hmm. too. And I don't think uh, – yeah, yeah, every week. I, I don't think they're going to – They can't, I mean, Jermichael Hasty, yeah, fine, whatever. But uh, I, I, I think, you know, Tevin Coleman, he's just not going to be uh, – you know, he's not going to open things up enough, uh, you know, for Jimmy to be successful through the air. So I, I, I think I like the Seahawks here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think the the matchup really like kind of like you pointed out the matchup does come down to do we think Jimmy G can co against that kind of depleted Seattle secondary um and we haven't been that high on Jimmy G in a while. So uh 
Josh? Yeah, I. so the Niners have lost skill position, injuries all around, and I, but I still kind of like the Niners going forward. Still, regardless, even losing, what, two out of their, like, five running back rotation? That's, like, insane. Maybe and now three. Debo. Yeah, yeah. And, um... And uh, I, I still like McKinnon, Moster, and Harris Jr. are all out. Yeah. Yeah, and then – or no, no, no. McKinnon's – I think he's supposed to play uh, – Wilson. Will, Wilson's is, out, is yeah. Out. Wilson, yeah, yeah. Wilson. Wilson. Um, but anyways, I I still like the Niners in this game, but I don't want to bet against Russ. Is the? It sounds terrifying. I don't want to do that to my health. It's unfortunately to stay away, but I'm <laughs> – Definitely gonna watch this game though, because this is gonna be. I think this is gonna be a really fucking good game. Anytime Russ in primetime, he's had like eight primetime games, and there's only been seven games this season. It, it, that's what it feels yeah. like with Russ. I love watching him, but holy shit, uh, I, it, I, I can make an argument for either team. I think this game, and it, I don't like either one, and uh, I, I'm, I'm a stay away. Okay, I think kind of on the same page there. We're all. I mean, Chris is leading away. We're leading away, but it's all kind of like we're going to see. Chris, you didn't take Seahawks as a best yeah, bet, did you? Yeah, I best bet. Absolutely. Okay, Chris is going best bet. Um, I think we're all going to think it's a close game, so we'll see how that turns out. That will be fun to break down. Um, last game of the NFL before we move on to a little college football. Uh, we got the Cowboys at the Eagles on Sunday night football. Eagles are favored by minus 9.5. Uh, Cowboys money line, you can get plus 325. Over, under at 43. Um, I made a vow that I really don't want to bet on NFC East teams. So I, instead of betting on this, I'm going to bet more on college football. So anyone with a play on this, because I just think it's gross, probably lean Eagles, but the Eagles aren't good enough to lay nine and a half. Uh, Josh, go. No, I totally agree. Same, same boat here. Yeah, I Chris? think I'll probably watch The Voice on Sunday night. <laughs> 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 okay, big dog. <laughs> Same. I'll be tuning into the voice as well. Yeah, big dog. Can big we make voice plays fan. on the voice? Is that is that still up for grabs? Oh, uh, we we. Yeah, live on. You can live. Okay, live I've been watching like the Bachelorette, guys. The it's fucking crazy. Apparently, this next week, all the guys are gonna leave, and there's gonna be a new one mid-season. Absolutely Christ. wild. What? Yeah, I swear to God. I swear to God, that's what's happening. Okay, but let's go to college. Let's actually let's go to our best bets. Let's recap our NFL best bets because Chris does going to get to give them out for the first time. Um, and I also have uh, Kyle's best bets from this week. He was uh, out of town this week, but we'll get him back on next week. But I'll give those out. I will start with my best bets, and then, or actually, no, our leader is going to start you, with his best bets. My yeah. God, excuse me. Big dog, time. take the fucking stage. What are your best bets so, for NFL 24 Week 8? 24-13 and, and 13 on the year. 3-3 three and three with my locks. This week we got five. We got the Lions plus three over Phillip Rivers. We're going to lay 20 <laughs> points with the Chiefs against the Jets. Jesus Christ. And then we got, the, we got New England plus four over the Bills. Steelers plus three and a half against the Ravens. And the lock of the week, Justin Herbert, the young prince of the L.A. Chargers, which is so gross. And I hate that the L.A. Chargers promote the Dodgers account yeah, every fuck time the Dodgers win. They were Chargers for 20 years. Go ahead. Um, Josh? Sure. Well, actually, actually, Josh, I'm up a uh, one in the. I'm I'm six oh, above five hundred. This, this was this was Suck a it. disrespectful little, little um, slight, wasn't it? All right, 
so I mean, it, it, we are literally percentage points away from each other. So you know, you just gotta <laughs> do what you gotta do. Maybe next week. But okay, I'm thirty three twenty seven and two. My locks um, two and four. But we're gonna fix that definitely. Um, so I'm gonna take the Colts minus three. I'm gonna take that Jonathan Taylor and the Colts defense, and obviously King Philip Rivers against that Lions team. I'm gonna take the Bills minus four. Ride Stallion ride against the. De- the, the Cam Newton, Jared Stidham Patriots where they can't figure out their offense. I'll take the Saints minus five against the Bears because the Bears are a fake, fraud, and done. Chiefs minus 20 against the worst professional football team I've ever probably seen, the Jets. I'm going to take the Ravens minus three and a half as well because I think the world hates me and things that I don't like are happening and the Ravens are going to be overrated going into the playoffs. So Ravens minus three and a half against the Steelers. Titans minus six against the Bengals for all the reasons we said. Um, And then I have the Chargers minus three as my lock, but I also have a six-point teaser for you gentlemen uh, that brings the Titans and Packers both to even. So Josh, you will go... And then, Chris, you will round us off before we go to college football. All right. So I'm, uh, as, as B-Rob pointed out, I am uh, one game worse than, uh, than uh, Brian <laughs> over here. 20-15-3 on the year. I've been fucking up as of late. Uh, but And 3-3 three and three on locks, which has been – that's oh, you that's got me on that. Di- disappointing, though, I'm going to be honest. Locks are such a bitch. All right, let's go. Uh, yeah, it sucks. I'm going to take Rams minus 3.5. Colts minus three, Packers minus six, Steelers plus three and a half, Chargers hopping in on the Herbert bandwagon minus three, Titans is going to be my lock of the week at minus six. Actually, you know what? Can I make that? I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in with that uh, that six point teaser too. Actually, with that uh, even money line uh, or not the even money line, but the even at Titans and uh, Packers. That's gonna be my lock. Actually. All right. Wow. God bless you, Josh. Chris, round off with your NFL best bets, and we'll take a short break and then get into some college um, football. So I've got the pack minus six. I've got the Titans minus six. The Saints minus five. The Seahawks minus three. And out of those ones, my lock is going to be the Titans minus six. Um, you mentioned something about uh, that. Tampa Bay line hopping around. What do you got on that, Brian? Um, so right, right now, right now it's at eleven. Okay. Um, but I'm just Jeez. thinking it is either going to move with the Godwin injury news and Antonio Brown. I just think the Monday night line usually shifts around about like two points, maybe in these next okay. couple days. Josh, so, what are you thinking? Uh, Antonio Brown isn't going to play. Okay. Also, he's he's out one more week. Oh, yeah, he's he's okay, active eight week suspension. So. Okay, well, either way, I can I can lay this teaser down that I've got here because this is another one of my best bets. Um, okay. So, uh, six-point teaser. I've got the Bucks right now at minus 12. So, you bring the, the Bucks down to six, minus six. So, they got only got to beat the Giants yep. by a touchdown. We like that. And, Chris, to jump in really quickly, you can give out best bets of, like, what you're getting. You don't need to, like... Like, what you're getting, give it out, because other people could be getting that. So you don't need to worry about that. So when you bet okay, it, that's cool. what your best bet is. I got, so, keep going. so Bucks minus 12 down to down to minus 6, and uh, bring the Chiefs down to minus 13 mm-hmm. and a half. They're for sure going to win by two touchdowns, right? So that's, uh, that's a best bet. And then uh, a nice little plus 178 money line parlay for the week. We got the Saints over the Bears. 
the Titans over the Bengals, and the Packers over the Vikings, plus 178 money line parlay on that. All right. We will wrap up NFL Week 8 with that. We will be right back for a little college football. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Pineapple Couch, episode 54. We're going to talk some college football. I'm joined by Big Dog, Chris, and Josh. Um, gentlemen, we're going to go through some college football headlines and then go through some of the big games of this weekend that are going to be on your guys' television screens. And then we'll go through some best bets. We're going to have Luso's locks. We've been waiting for that for college football. So um, headlines, though, uh, Rona in Wisconsin. So Wisconsin's kind of fucked uh, because the Big Ten started so late, didn't really plan any bye games. Um, their quarterback tests positive. It's just kind of, it's kind of dumb. It's done for a team in the Big Ten if you fuck up like that. And similarly to the Pac-12, it's just the way they scheduled the season. It's kind of fucking stupid. Chris, right? Like. So uh, before uh, before we get rolling into college football, I'd like to give my uh, my useless sports fact of the week, uh, which uh, <laughs> this week is okay. uh, Chris Paul's wife went to the University of Charlotte, where she was a 49er. Uh, moving on, and um, <laughs> all right, and, uh, <laughs> this goes great, great, great all useless information. I um, love it. So, yeah, completely agree. So, the thing with the Big Ten, it's absolutely ridiculous how they've had this thing scheduled. And part of the reason is is because uh, they, they've, you know, pushed their season back so far. But they have written into the rules this year that a team, if – so, like, for example, let's say Wisconsin is not – doesn't play for two weeks and the rest of the Big Ten continues on as normal and finishes the season – Wisconsin is still eligible for a division title even after missing two games because the Big Ten doesn't consider it a forfeit. They just consider it a no contest for for both teams, which means the game doesn't count at all. So technically speaking, Wisconsin could dodge Nebraska and Purdue in, in two weeks and still be eligible to make it to the division title, which I think is complete bullshit. Um, and... Uh, and, you know, it, I just – part of it, like I said, is, is just like them waiting so so far, you know, so long to start their season. But I, that mm-hmm. there's got to be – there's got to be some stipulation with that. Like I, I have no idea how you would let a, a 4-0 and Wisconsin team into, you know, into a Big Ten championship, you know, when you've, when you've got other teams like Michigan or something like that who maybe has one loss but has played all their games. I, I, it just doesn't compute to me. I, I don't get it. Yeah, it, it's it's dumbfounding, and it's gotten less and less surprising as just the season has moved on, how dumb the Big Ten and Pac-12 have become. Um, and, like, on the other side, look, you got the ACC and the SEC and Big 12 who are prepared for this. You look at the ACC, Trevor Lawrence today, unfortunately, tested positive for COVID. Um but they have a contingency plan, really. He's going to miss 10 days, but they're still going to be able to play. And it's all 
They have built-in bye weeks and stuff like this. So Clemson's going to be able to survive this because I don't think Boston College is going to do much fucking against them no matter who plays quarterback. And probably their ACC schedule will be relatively generous. Um, Chris, I wanted to go to you before we look at the games this weekend. And when you're looking at the top teams in college football, it may seem like a simple question. You obviously have Clemson and Alabama, but what do you think of, like, if you're going to look at that top five, like a team like Oklahoma State, Ohio State, how you feeling? Like, give it, give us a little, a little glimpse um, into your mind. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely Clemson and, and Alabama at, at the top, as well as Ohio State. I mean, honestly, I was, I, you know, for as impressed as you can be with the blowout that occurred last week, I was much more impressed with Nebraska this year coming out of the gates than I was last year. Um, Oh, you're preaching to Andrew Squire. <laughs> big Cornhusker guy <laughs> there here. You go. <laughs> Apparently a big Maryland dude, too, with that cup over there. But uh, um, Yeah, all over the, U- the U.S. They got, uh, they got Tua's little brother at quarterback, so it should be interesting. But, yeah. um, oh, yeah, don't. but, uh, no, I mean, it's 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 right now it's, it's hard to say just because the Big Ten hasn't had too many games. But w- with how Ohio State looked last week, mm-hmm. and, and like I was saying – you know, Nebraska looked much better than I expected them to look, and Ohio State still absolutely handled them. Um, Notre Dame, I feel like, mm-hmm. is, you know, we, I need to see a little bit more out of them. And Brian Kelly just came out this week and said that, you know, they're not where he wants them to be yet. Um, they need to be much better in order to compete with Clemson, you know, because they're competing in the ACC this year. Um, and... Um, but Oak State, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think I think this weekend um, is going to be a big test for Oklahoma State. But the crazy thing about Oklahoma State this year is that they have a defense. Their defense is good, um, and and I think that could be a difference maker in the Big Twelve um, moving forward this year. So I really like Oklahoma State. Um, but uh, I mean, it's just uh, right now one, two, and three are, are pretty much locked in um, for me with, with uh, you know Clemson, Bama. Um, Ohio State, and uh, and I mean Notre, Notre Dame's in there right now. We'll see how they go. But if Oklahoma State wins this week, they they immediately mm-hmm. jump up into that into that uh, you know four spot for me. And then last question to you before we look at these games. Sorry, is a uh, Pac-12. What are our exp- is a Pac-12 team making the, the the final four the 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 national championship game the, the college football playoff is that happening do they have the talent is it going to be too late you know I don't you you don't even know so I I was reading this thing the other day that um that San Jose State um who's uh, been great you know much improved program over the last couple of years but they haven't even mm-hmm. Fun yeah, to bet they on. haven't been, they haven't even been able to uh, practice at their stadiums they've been driving three hours to practice um, they don't allow the players to be in the locker room together they can't take showers after practice um, anything like that because the California you know California is so strict on the regulations um, so I, I, I honestly mm-hmm. I got I got nothing on the pac 12 because who knows if if you know you know the season's gonna start and then all of a sudden it's it's over within a week two weeks you know you never know um mm-hmm. so i you know i just don't even really feel comfortable with anybody in the pac-12 to they can actually get two or three games under their belt and then maybe we can start talking about um you know how they're going to contend you know with other teams in the nation mm-hmm 
Yeah, that'll be interesting to find out. Maybe it's a team like Utah's year to just say, fuck California, right. we're going to win it all. But uh, we will see. Um, let's look at some of the games this weekend. We're going to go through some of the bigger games, and then we're going to go into our best bets. Uh, we'll quickly go over some of these bigger games because we got some giant lines, but I just want to throw them out there for all of you. Well, the first game I want to talk about is Kansas State, the number 16 team in the nation, at West Virginia. West Virginia is favored by three and a half. You can get the Kansas State money line at plus 155. Um, Chris, any thoughts about this game? Yeah, number one, this line is an absolute manure line. It freaking smells like no other. Um, and <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, I really like what uh, Chris Kleiman's the head coach at Kansas State. He came in from uh, North Dakota State where he was there for five or six years, and he won four national championships with North Dakota State. That's where Carson – he was Carson Wentz's coach um, at NDSU. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he's been doing a good job with Kansas State after Bill Snyder retired at the young age of 86 years old. Um, but um, he's, uh, he's been doing a really good job with the program. I like Skylar Thompson, their quarterback. He's been, um, he's been good this year. But honestly, I have no idea why West Virginia is favored here by three and a half points, which means don't don't touch it. Yeah, wild. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I want to talk about. We're going to try and talk about two games in one here. Um, so we got Michigan State at Michigan. Michigan's favored by twenty-four. Michigan State money line at plus one thousand over under fifty-two. Michigan State looked like absolute shit last week against Rutgers and now Rutgers is playing number 17 at Indiana and Rutgers or Indiana is favored by 11 Indiana absolutely fucked big dog last (laughs) week big dog what do you have to say I live bet the third quarter plus 220 for that Penn State money line and that second overtime that was he he was down the ball was down before the pylon Everyone saw it except fucking Indiana, and so that's a little hint. Not betting on Penn State, but in that other team in that game. A little tease, actually. Like about okay, that. I like that. Chris, when you're looking at this Michigan State-Michigan game, I mean, Michigan State turned the ball over an egregious amount of time against Rutgers. Are they as bad as we think that we want to lay 24 with yeah, Michigan? I, here, here's the rule, college football. If it's a rivalry, you cannot lay 24 points. Was it Michigan or Michigan State yeah. that went on the fucking blocked punt the, a couple years ago? I mean, yeah, yeah. Michigan State, unbelievable, yep. man! You can't lay twenty four points in a rivalry. Plus, um, you know, I, I feel like you know Michigan special teams kind of bailed them out a little bit. They were getting really good field position on their punt returns last week. Sure, their quarterback uh, Milton, I think it's Joe Milton, is his name. Um, he he looked really good last week, but I mean he was he was starting every drive from the opponent's forty yard line because of special teams, and I think Michigan might have even scored a defensive touchdown mm-hmm. as well. So um, I'm not trying to say Michigan State is any good. I don't want to be anywhere near them. Uh, but 24 points in a rivalry game, an in-state rivalry game, I'm so out. much. Yeah. Um, next game, and. Feel Josh Andrew, feel free to jump in at any point. We're Georgia, the number five team in the country. Georgia is at Kentucky. Georgia is favored by seventeen. Kentucky money line at five twenty-five, over under forty-two and a half. Um, I don't believe in Georgia that much. Am I crazy? Kind of thinking Kentucky plus seventeen is some value there, Chris. What are you looking at? Um, 
No, I think Kentucky's overvalued. Um, I don't. I'm not taking Georgia 17, but um, I'll throw uh, my 10 point sweetheart college teaser in at the end of the segment and let you guys jump in on Ooh. that where Georgia will be involved. But um, but no, I mean, Kentucky had a bunch of hype at the start of the season. Everybody said their offensive line was going to be the best in the SEC. Clearly, that's not the case. Um, they're not running the ball mm-hmm. even closely to what it resembled last year um, with that team. And, and uh, yeah, I just think that they've got, you know, they're, they're way overhyped. Um, and Georgia's defense, I think, is just gonna is gonna provide a lot of trouble for uh, for Kentucky to score. Um, but what that means is, with the seventeen point spread, you're relying on Georgia's offense. I think Georgia's just has better athletes than Kentucky does on offense, so it, conceivably they could get to seventeen. But um, but yeah, we'll, when when we talk about the teaser, we'll expand a little bit more um, on on why I would like to take mm-hmm. that down a little bit, but. I just don't see Kentucky competing in this game. All right, we got. Uh, we're gonna go through three more games, and then we're gonna go through your locks and uh, some best bets here for all of us. Uh, we're gonna go look at Texas at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is number six in the nation. Oklahoma State minus three and a half. Texas money line plus one forty-five. Over under fifty-nine. And then Chris, if you have a best bet in this game, you don't need to chime in too hard. But um, I mean. The number six team in the country by three and a half. I don't. I mean, yep. I don't think Texas is that good. No, I mean, like, I think uh, you know this. This game could be a blowout. Um, I I really like Oklahoma State. Like I mentioned, they've actually got a defense this year, which is extremely rare for any Big Twelve team. And I don't like Ellinger no. at Texas. I'm not a absolutely not. A believer. not. And, and as a matter of fact, keep your keep your eyes and your ears out. But if uh, if Oh, if Oklahoma State rolls in this game, you could see Tom Herman relieved of his duties um, within, you know, before next week. But no, uh, I, I've I've heard a lot of uh, a lot of talk about him not making it through the season. Uh, a lot of big boosters um, are are not happy with what he's been doing. So keep a close eye on that. But I, yeah, I I mean, apart from apart from how shitty Texas is playing, I just think Oklahoma State's a really good team, and I like the quarterback Spencer Sanders. Um, Chuba Hubbard is uh, was a leading rusher in the nation last year, and, and he's back again this year. Um, so it's just a good, good all around backfield that they have there in Oklahoma State, and I, I like that team a lot. Okay, we'll look at uh, your. We got Mississippi State at Alabama. You're Alabama at number two in the country. Alabama's favored by 31. Over under is at 63 and a half. I um I'll tease. I have something on the over or under of this game that I'll get to later. Um, Chris, is Alabama going to beat Mississippi, Mississippi State by more than 31 points? Uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be really close, and it's going to depend on um it's going to depend on Alabama's defense, which honestly uh it hasn't been a weak point for them in a very very long time, but it is this year. Um. And, uh, you know, with the loss of Jalen Waddle, it doesn't make that much of a difference because they're better than every team in the SEC. Um, uh, you know, obviously you got to worry about the rivalry games with, you know, Iron Bowl. And they already handled Georgia, but, uh, you know, LSU is mm-hmm. always going to be a tough game. Um, so, you know, uh, the, for me, the loss of Jalen Waddle is impactful, but it's not impactful until you get into the playoffs. And as an Alabama fan, of course, I worry about that because I feel like it means the difference between scoring 42 points as opposed to scoring 35 points, when, which when you're playing a team like 
you know, um, Clemson or Ohio State or, or even Oklahoma State for that matter with how p- high powered their offense looks this year. Uh, that could make that could make make a difference uh, in the college football playoff um, when it comes down to mm-hmm. it. So I don't think you're going to see the effect of the loss of Jalen Waddle until the college football playoff. You're going to hear everybody talk about it. it's a next man up mentality. Uh, you got Devonta Smith. You've got uh, you've got uh, you know Najee Harris coming out of the backfield who's a good receiver. But you know it just I I, I think that the loss of Jalen Waddle you know you're not going to see it until the playoffs. So. Uh, thirty-one's a tough number, though. Okay, That's yeah, a big number against Mississippi State, but depends on Alabama's defense, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll go right now, and this is probably the game of the week, and then we'll finish up with our college football best bets. Uh, Ohio State, number three team in the country, at Penn State, number eighteen. Ohio State's favored by twelve. Penn State money line at plus three thirty-five. Over under is at sixty-four. I have a best bet in this game. If you also have a best bet in this game, hold off. But if you don't, the floor is yours, and then we'll go into best bets. Uh, we'll go into best bets. <laughs> All right. Uh, perfect. Okay. Uh, Big Dog, do you feel comfortable yeah. starting us off with some best bets? Yeah. I got I got four for you here. Woo! I gotta, I'm going to take – so I watched Justin Fields last week, and they can score at will. And like yeah. you said, Alabama, Clemson, usually they're favored by 25 or 30. They're, I know Penn State's pretty good, but 12 points. I know it, Penn State plays Ohio State typically close. I like Ohio State minus 12 there. And then mm-hmm. I love Mac Brown. Mac Brown's got a little soft spot for me. I'm taking North Carolina minus 6.5 against Virginia. I'm going to take Okie State. You convinced me that they have a good defense. Texas sucks. I always bet on Texas, and they always lose. I'm going the other way this time. Okie State minus three and a half isn't that much. And then my little, my underdog this week, I'm going to take Arkansas plus 12 at A&M. I like Arkansas this week. All right, I like that. Josh, um, we'll go to your plays, then we'll go to mine, and then we'll wrap up with Lusso's locks here on episode 54. Um, For the record, I um, I absolutely know nothing about college football, so this is just applying. We trust your brain, though. Yeah, this is just the bare minimum football knowledge going into what values and lines, basically. I'm going to say the uh, the number six team in the country, though, getting only three and a half points is kind of a steal. So I'm going to take that easily. Oklahoma State, minus three and a half. It's best bet for me. Um, also, betting against Rutgers there. Uh, Rutgers sucks, historically. All right, that's that much I know. I'm not up to date on current college teams or anything like that. I'm going to take Indiana, minus 11. And then um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Georgia minus seventeen because I also just I just hate Kentucky more so I just I'm betting against teams more than I'm betting. <laughs> that's a good way to do it so, in college a lot of times. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what yeah. I've gathered so far. So that's about <laughs> it. I I probably wouldn't take anything I say with a grain of salt or with a grain of salt. I forget how that. Sometimes that's goes. the the perfect recipe though. <laughs> exactly right. Um, Marley fucking has been killing it, right? Yeah, Marley's been hitting so. like fucking five team parlays every weekend in the NFL somehow, just based on the fucking team's name and what city they're from. <laughs> All right, I'll go into my college football best bets before we go to Christo. Um, I like Indiana minus eleven against Rutgers. I think Rutgers is getting overhyped after beating that Michigan State team who turned the ball over an egregious amount of times that didn't really accurately represent 
how good Rutgers is, so I like Indiana by a lot, so I'll lay that 11. Um, I like Ohio State minus 12. Justin Fields is one of the best players in the entire college football. May, I mean, he's top two or three maybe, um, and I just think Ohio State is just too much for Penn State to handle, especially in the second half. I think maybe Penn State can keep it close in the first half, but then just the levy will break and Ohio State will bury through. Um, I like Mississippi State, Bama over 63.5 points. Um, I think Bama is going to get at least 45. And, like, I know Mississippi State's offense has sucked this year. But, like, how long is Mike Leach, coach team, just not going to put up points? So I think I'm going to – I'm a little horny for the over, but I'll take that over 63.5 in Mississippi State. Bama, I'll also take the over 55.5 in Cincinnati, Memphis. I think that's going to be a shootout, close game. So I'll take that over 55 and a half. Not a shootout in terms of like a 70 point, but a 55 and a half point. I like that. I mean, for all the guy reasons you guys mentioned earlier, Chris, you convinced me into this. Okay, State minus three and a half. Um, I mean, I don't believe in Texas at all. And then my last one, it will be a money line dog for you boys. Um, I'm going to take Louisville money line at plus 140 against Virginia Tech. I think that the Louisville rushing attack, I mean, they're running back out like the ACC running back of the week last week. And the Virginia Tech has a terrible rushing defense, so I will take that Louisville money line. Uh, Christo, yeah, I, I, I like the Louisville money line. Uh, also, Malik Cunningham is our quarterback. He's super dynamic, um, and he, uh, he he adds a lot to that rushing attack as well. One thing that I'm going to warn you guys on is uh, Rutgers, who I like to call the State University of New Jersey. Um, it's coached by old Greg Schiano, former coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, Schiano. <laughs> Watch, watch <laughs> oh, out for that. God. That's a trap game, man. Uh, you know, uh, even though Indiana should shouldn't have won that game, they still did. Um, you know, that's a big, big win for Indiana. I don't know when the last time they beat a ranked team was, um, and especially in the top ten. Um, and I, I just feel like that's a little bit of a trap game for them. So just keep a close eye on that. I'm not touching that one, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, for my best bets. Uh, start off with um, the team where uh, I like to say I'm a board member at this university, uh, Coastal Carolina. Mm-hmm. Coastal Carolina, baby. Yeah, they have Mike Tolbert, have alumna. Done nothing, nothing but cover this year. They're four and one against the spread. Um, you know they've they've been absolute money. They're missing their starting quarterback, and I was wary to bet on them last week. Um, so, you know, I laid a half unit on them just, you know, to make sure they were good to go. And even without Grayson McCall, their starting quarterback, they were absolutely running on all cylinders. So I'm taking them again, and I'm going to take them until they stop covering because it's just been absolute money this year for me. So uh, also – I mean, you're also a board member, and, so you kind of have and to. And that is correct. I decide who gets into the school. Board so, member. Yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I also I also like Georgia minus seventeen. Like I said, it's a lot of points, and it's hard for me to lay seventeen. But I just don't think uh, I don't think Kentucky's on the same level as Georgia at all. Um, also, I, I saw you took the Cincinnati Memphis over. Um, yeah, I like that play. Um, I, uh, I've I've got Cincinnati minus six and a half here um, for my next best bet. Uh, their defense is really mm-hmm. really good. Um, SMU obviously they were missing their uh, their best wide receiver Robertson last week and and it slowed down Shane Bouchelle a little bit uh, you know throwing the ball. But uh, 
I think they only put up 17 points, and Cincinnati easily covered that uh, that spread last week. I think they were getting points again against SMU, and uh, and Memphis beat them twice last year. I think there's a little bit of a revenge factor here with Cincinnati minus six and a half. So absolutely taking Cincinnati. Um, next bet, run the run score, the score up, up a little. little yeah, re- little re- little revenge factor <laughs> there. Um, next best bet is uh, subscribing to the Josh methodology of uh, bet against shitty teams. Um, so uh, we're going. <laughs> I invented it. Yeah, You're that's right. correct. <laughs> uh, so we're going uh, Tulane uh, against Temple. Tulane's mine in lane uh, three and a half. Tulane yeah, Temple. Absolutely. We got the green wave versus the owls. Uh, and uh, and yeah, we're laying the the three and a half with Tulane. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to to uh, Google Willie Fritz, the head coach of uh, Tulane's family, go ahead and uh, and Google his family and take a look at his daughters. Um, and then uh, we've also got uh, Oklahoma State minus. Th- wow! When you look up his name, his daughter is more like the first things that comes up. Photo of the his coach's daughter went viral last night. Thespun.com. Um, Let me just. Yeah. It's loading. Um, very very whoo. lovely woman. Um, uh, continue, Chris. Wait, wait, are you betting for this guy or, or against him? I, I Absolutely say. for him. He's the head coach of Tulane. We're laying the three and a half. I was gonna say. Okay, yeah, you're in. I knew. Too. I knew that's all you needed to to be convinced. I knew it. She dressed up as Wonder Woman for Halloween <laughs> once. Just going to stop talking. <laughs> she got 36,000 followers. <laughs> Chris, what the fuck did you just do? You just Probably opened a can of worms. <laughs> I just put us out of control there. Sorry, gentlemen. The horniest pineapple couch you've ever had. <laughs> And then uh, next we've got uh, Oklahoma State minus three and a half. I, I, um, I already touched on them. You know, I just I think Oklahoma State's really good, and I think they handled Texas. And like I said, keep an eye out here if uh, if um, Oklahoma State runs away with this one. I think uh, there could be a coaching change on the horizon for Texas. Um, and then my ten point. Sweetheart college football teaser of the week. Um, we've got Georgia mm. from minus 17 down to minus 7. We've got Iowa State from minus 28 down to minus 18 playing Kansas. We've got Alabama at Mississippi State from 31 down to 21. I think they win that game by three touchdowns. Um, and then just to speak a little bit uh, on another factor that i like to play weekly is fade less miles and fade kansas uh which is who iowa state is playing and uh so that's going to be a weekly uh theme that you see here on the pineapple couch as well uh we love to hear it we love weekly themes um so yes uh gentlemen that's racking wrapping up um college football for this weekend week nine of college football Chris, yep. right week seven right Yep, and then well, I mean, it's hard. It's oh, yeah. hard it's to tell because this year. the fucking Big fucking... Ten just started last week. The Pac-12 hasn't even started yet. The Pac-12 hasn't Jeez. started. We're getting Maction in oh, a week, absolutely. though. Correct? Absolutely. We love the Maction. We love the Sun oh. Belt, Fun Belt. We love it. 
Oh, we're excited. All right, gentlemen, this has been episode 54. Uh, Big Dog Josh and Chris, thank you so much for being on. I look forward to next week as we continue to break it down. This has been the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Stay uh, look out for on Instagram. We'll have our betting preview for this weekend, a little graphic up. And, uh, yeah, have a great weekend. Uh, Fuck LeBron. See you. Had a boy. Good night, gentlemen. Thank you.